Hey, Wiki listeners, it's Rachel. And Victor, did you know I host the fantastic NYC Talent Show every Monday night at the Parkside Lounge in New York City? It's an off-off Broadway showcase where you can see New York's underground performance art up close. We've got weekly special guests like Colin Quinn, Janine Garofalo, Tone Bell, and lots more. Use the code WIKILISTEN for a special discount on tickets when you go to nyctalentshow.com. That's nyctalentshow.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This is the Wikipedia page for Villain Part 2 of 2. Welcome to Wikilisten, the podcast where we read Wikipedia pages and provide commentary. I'm Rachel Teichman, LMSW. And I'm Victor Vernado, KSN, reminding you to subscribe. Otherwise, you might get tied to train tracks and left for the train to squash. Wow, what a classic villainous story. That's like the trolley problem. Are you the villain if you make it run over the people? I don't know. Mm-hmm. We should read that Wikipedia page. True. Villain archetypes. The fairy tale genre utilizes villains as key components to push the narrative forward and influence the hero's journey. These, while not as rounded as those that appear in other forms of literature, are what is known as archetypes. The archetypal villain is a common occurrence within the genre and come under different categories that have different influences on the protagonist and the narrative. False Donor The false donor is a villain who utilizes trickery to achieve their ends. Often, the false donor will pose as a benevolent figure or influence on the protagonist or those associated with them to present them with a deal. The deal will present a short-term solution or benefit for whoever accepts it and, in return, benefit the villain in the long term. During the story's climax, the hero often has to find a way to rectify the agreement in order to defeat the villain or achieve the happy ending. Similarly, the devil archetype is one that also makes an offer to the protagonist or someone associated with them and appeals to their needs and desires. However, the devil archetype does not hide their intentions from the protagonist. 
The subsequent story often follows the protagonist's journey to try and annul the agreement before any damage can be done. Beast. The Beast is a character who relies on their instincts and ability to cause destruction to achieve their ends. Oh, this one's about me. The evil intentions of their actions are often easily identified as they act without concern for others or their well-being, or subtly. The rampaging villain can take the form of a very powerful individual or a rampaging beast, but is still one of the more dangerous villain archetypes due to their affinity for destruction. This sounds like how I play role-playing games. It is how you play role-playing games. I've been there. Wow. I'm a beast. Authority figure. The authority figure is one that has already attained a level of command and power, but always craves more. They are often driven by their desire for material wealth, distinguished stature, or great power, and appear as a monarch, corporate climber, or other powerful individual. Their end goal is often the total domination of their corporation, nation, or world through mystical means or political manipulation. Often this villain is defeated by their own greed, pride, or arrogance. This sounds familiar. It sounds exactly like Lex Luthor. Sure. Who did you think it was? Donald Trump. <laughs> I guess I excluded Donald Trump from this because I was thinking of a smart villain. <laughs> traitor. The traitor is a villain who emphasizes the traits of trickery, manipulation, and deception to achieve their goals, which is often to offer or supply information to the protagonist's opposition to halt them on their journey, often in exchange for their own freedom or safety. The traitor's goals are not always evil, but the actions they commit to reach their goal can be considered inherently evil. Villainous Foil Villains in fiction commonly function in the dual role of adversary and foil to a story's heroes. In their role as an adversary, the villain serves as an obstacle the hero must struggle to overcome. In their role as a foil, they exemplify characteristics that are diametrically opposed to those of the hero, creating a contrast distinguishing heroic traits from villainous ones. Citation needed. Other have pointed out that many acts of villains have a hint of wish fulfillment, which makes some readers or viewers identify with them as characters more strongly than with the heroes. Because of this, a convincing villain must be given a characterization that provides a motive for doing wrong, as well as being a worthy adversary to the hero. As put by film critic Roger Ebert, Each film is only as good as its villain, since the heroes and the gimmicks tend to repeat from film to film, only a great villain can transform a good try into a triumph. Thank you, I'm Roger Ebert. Is that what he sounds like? Not even close. Ah. <laughs> Portraying and employing villains in fiction. The actor Todd Slaughter typically portrayed villainous characters on both stage and screen in a melodramatic manner with mustache twirling, eye-rolling, leering, cackling, and hand-rubbing. Wiki listeners, you can support us by listening to this message. Um, which you should know that Victor rolled his eyes like in the episode Eye-Roll. Thank you for listening to that message. I was rolling my eyes because when we were going to break, Rachel got excited. Anyway, let's continue reading. 
Oh, this next part's about Rachel. Female villain. Who are you calling a female? <laughs> the term villain is the universal term for characters who pose as catalysts for certain ideas that readers or observers find immoral, but the term villainous is often used to highlight specific traits that come with their female identity, separating them in some aspects from their male counterparts. The use of the female villain or villainous is often to highlight the traits that come specifically with the character and the abilities they possess that are exclusive to them. For example, one of the female villain's greatest weapons is her alluring beauty. Oh, this isn't about you. Oh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You're you're an alluring beauty for sure. Thank you. I know. The perversion of inherently female traits in storytelling also alludes to the demonic display of the succubus and their affinity for utilizing their beauty as a weapon, a trait utilized by many female villains throughout modern fiction and mythology. Use of the term villain to describe historical figures and real-life people. The ethical dimension of history poses the problem of judging those that acted in the past. It, at times, tempts us scholars and historians to construct a world of black and white, in which the terms of hero and villain are used arbitrary and with the pass of time become interchangeable. These binaries, of course, are reflected to varying degrees in endless movies, novels, and other fictional and non-fictional narratives. Wow, I think that was the most pretentious paragraph I've ever read on Wikipedia. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to think of one that's more pretentious, uh, but I can't right now. As processes of globalization connect the world, cultures with different historical trajectories and political traditions will need to find ways to work together, not only economically, but also politically. In this evolving framework of globalization, tradition, according to political theorists like Edmund Burke, through the embellishment of history into tradition, historical figures perceived and evaluated as either positive or negative become embodiments of national political cultures that may collude or collide against one another. Now, that paragraph was the uh, most. <laughs> I don't know if I agree with that. Wow. Way to leave me hanging. The usage of villain to describe a historical figure dates back to Tudor propaganda, pieces of which ended up influencing William Shakespeare's portrayal of Richard III as a spiteful and hunchback dictator. Sympathetic villain. The sympathetic villain or anti-villain is one with the typical traits of a villainous character but differs in their motivations. Their intention to cause chaos or commit evil actions is driven by an ambiguous motivation or is not driven by an intent to cause evil. Their intentions may coincide with the ideals of a greater good or even a desire to make the world a better place, but their actions are inherently evil in nature. An anti-villain is the opposite of an anti-hero, while the anti-hero often fights on the side of good but with questionable or selfish motives, the anti-villain plays a villain's game, but for a noble cause, in a way that the audience or other characters can sympathize with. They may be more noble or heroic than an anti-hero, but the means to achieve their ends are often considered exploitative, immoral, unjust, or simply evil. 
Characters who fall into this category are often created with the intention of humanizing them, making them more relatable to the reader-viewer by posing the how and why behind their motivations rather than simply creating a one-dimensional character. Because of their motives, many of these types of villains are commonly nicknamed as anti-villains. American writer Brad Warner has argued that only cartoon villains cackle with glee while rubbing their hands together and dream of ruling the world in the name of all that is wicked and bad. American writer Ben Bova recommends to writers that their works not contain villains. He states in his Tips for Writers, In the real world there are no villains. No one actually sets out to do evil. Fiction mirrors life. Or more accurately, fiction serves as a lens to focus on what they know in life and bring its realities into sharper, clearer understanding for us. There are no villains cackling and rubbing their hands in glee as they contemplate their evil deeds. There are only people with problems struggling to solve them. I like that quote a lot. I'm not surprised. Why aren't you surprised? Because you're always saying that people don't think of themselves as evil and don't intend to be evil. Exactly. That's why I like that quote. I've never read that quote before, but that like sums up what I was talking about. Even though he's talking about characters, Mm -hmm. uh, I really like that quote. Following up on Bova's point, American writer David Lubar adds, This is a brilliant observation that has served me well in all my writing. The bad guy isn't doing bad stuff so he can rub his hands together and snarl. He may be driven by greed, neuroses, or the conviction that his cause is just, but he's driven by something not unlike the things that drive a hero. So there you have it. What a great, interesting page. Yeah, this was a great, interesting, fun page. Had a good time. It delivered. Thank you, villain Wikipedia page. Yeah, thank you. This has been the Wikipedia page for Villain, part two of two. Thanks for listening to Wikilisten. You can find us at wikilisten.com and on all social media and on TikTok at Wikilisten, except for Twitter, which is at wiki underscore listen. Don't forget to smash that subscribe button. (laughs) If there's a particular page you'd like us to read, please let us know. We'll read it. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.